Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 61 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Hebrews chapter 1 today, a brand new book, and our focus is on knowing God and a brief bit about angels. Welcome to new listeners in Bihar, India, parts unknown Russia and China, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Alberta, Canada, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for checking out our website, Bible2021.com. Please do consider sharing this episode or any episode on Twitter, Facebook, social media, or what have you. We open with a comment from our friend Og Heap, who says, Another point of support for the historicity of the Lucan account is the amount of verifiable details. In Acts 27 alone, we have these details. A centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius, an Adramidian ship, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, we put in at Sidon, sailed under the shelter off Cyprus, landed at Myra in Lycia, off the coast of Sinaitis, under the shelter of Crete, off the coast of Salmon, a place called Fair Havens, the city of Lycia, etc. And these are all before verse 9. A made-up story would be deliberately vague about such details. It would say something like, We came to a place where there were ships and hired a ship for Italy, but there was a storm. That's how a made-up story would go. In today's fiction, yes, of course, we insert realistic detail in order to make the story seem real, but in the first century, writers did not make up details like this. The fact that Luke is so specific about the place names and the identities of persons indicates not only that this was a true story, but also that Luke fully expected people familiar with these people and places to verify and affirm those details. That is an excellent point. And I mention his full name to encourage you to check out some of Og Keep's writing on Amazon.com. Og is an author and a trusted friend who has written several apologetics books, including The Atheist Tale, Caveman Apologetics, How to Be a Christian, and several others. You can find them on Amazon by uh, coming to our website, Bible2021.com, and I have a link there. Or you can search for Og Heap in quotes, O-G space K-E-E-P on Amazon. Check out his writing. He's a good dude. I will add to what Og says by pointing out Acts 28, which we read yesterday, ends with most of the Roman Jewish people there leaving Paul's final message quite unconvinced and disgruntled and unimpressed. Once again, if Luke were inventing history here or writing some sort of fiction, we'd expect Paul's last message to be like some sort of climax, well-received and responded to, him hailed as a hero, and amazing things to happen. But instead, we get what really happens, and when you read it, it just seems so incredibly genuine and authentic. Well, our main focus today is on how Jesus reveals to us who God is, but let's begin with a little tidbit on angels. Hebrews 1 contains what is probably the best and most succinct definition of angels in the entire Bible. In verse 14, it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? This is a verse that many point to as evidence that humans have guardian angels. And while I certainly don't believe that proves the claim, it could be read to at least vaguely point in that direction. This also gives us a very succinct idea of what angels are up to in this age. They are sent by God to serve those who are going to inherit salvation. 
while this is, you know, quite vague also, because to serve can have such a very broad meaning uh, range in Scripture, it is what I might call wonderfully vague in that that word and that phrase that angels are sent to serve, it leaves so much room for all sorts of fantastical intervention by the angelic realm into our lives. So how do angels serve those who are being saved? Eh, The Bible doesn't specify an answer to that question very much. Though, a couple of chapters ago in Acts 27, we see this picture of an angel coming to stand beside Paul in a dire circumstance to give him encouragement and a message from God, and that would certainly seem to qualify. I suspect, though, that 99 plus percent of that kind of angelic service will be unseen and unknown to most humans. But the Bible does seem to indicate angelic activity is a present reality probably more common than we realize, so that should be comforting to us, I believe. We're going to talk about one more big thing, but let's go read our passage first. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he became superior to the angels, just as the name he inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have become your father, or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. Again, when he brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And about the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his servants a fiery flame. But to the son says, your throne, God, is forever and ever. And the scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of justice. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. This is why God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy beyond your companions. And... In the beginning, Lord, you established the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like clothing. You will roll them up like a cloak, and they will be changed like clothing. But you are the same, and your years will never end. Now, to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? Now, As comforting as it is to us that angels are sent to serve those who are inheriting salvation, of greater comfort is the focus of Hebrews on the superiority of Jesus to everything else. Jesus is superior to the angels in every way. He is interceding for us constantly right now in the heavenly tabernacle. It's a wonderful truth. So many truths we read about Jesus in the book of Hebrews that are really going to build us up and encourage us this month. For today, our big question is, how can we know God? And the writer of Hebrews is going to give us a wonderful answer to that question in what is our verse of the day, Hebrews 1 verse 3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, there are few, if any, more profound verses in the entire Bible than that one. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. He is the expression of the nature of God. That means if we know Jesus and we can know him through his word, if we know Jesus, we will know God the Father. 
no less an authority than Jesus himself, teaches us this wonderful truth also in John. John 14, verse 6, If you know me, Jesus says, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been among you all this time, and you do not know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe in me that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me. That's a great place for us to close today, reflecting on the glorious truth that we know God and understand who he is through the revelation of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's end the show, as we always do, with our Bible verse of the month, which is Hebrews 7.25 for March, which says, Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus is praying for us now. Good day to you, friends. Be encouraged and Godspeed.